Welcome to KW Conversations, where we discuss the workforce and education issues that matter in the Louisville region. This show is brought to you by Kentuckiana Works, the region's Workforce Development Board. Hello, my name is Mike Carmen, and I'm a Sector Strategies Coordinator at Kentuckiana Works, and I am speaking with Elise Smith, who is also employed at Kentuckiana Works. Elise, uh, tell me what your role is at Kentuckiana Works. Yeah, so I do a lot of our employer-facing work, or I should say um, setting strategy for a lot of our employer-facing work. So that's both through our service providers who provide direct services and workforce, um, both to job seekers and employers, as well as um, having the opportunity to go after like fun little grants that allow us to work a little bit more closely with employers on a variety of different topics. Awesome. Well, of course, I'm very familiar with the RJRW grant, which is uh, Redesign Jobs Resilient Workers. That's funding that comes to us from the National Fund. How would you say um, the work we're doing there, how does that differ from uh, more typical or traditional workforce development work? Well, I think if you consider the workforce system, a lot of people recognize that we have job seeking customers and that's probably by design. Um, That's where a lot of the funding goes to training dollars and other kinds of activities that help a job seeker become more work ready, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have another customer and that is the employer. If you think about it as, you know, the labor market, you have the labor providers who are the job seekers and the labor buyers who are the employers. So um, if we're thinking, okay, how do we really dig in on this employer side of the relationship? It's not going to be um, our place to train employers because of the variety of industry that's out there and doing the work is going to make them more expert at it than we can ever be in the workforce development world. So what does it actually mean to um, work with the employer customer? So it's, um, RJRW gives us a way to really work with the employer to figure out, okay, what are your needs, but also how can we um, better manage this relationship, better match you up with with job seekers in our community. So, and that's about both recruitment, so bringing in new workers and then retention of of existing workers, right? So um, one way we talk about that is talking about quality jobs. Why is a a focus on quality jobs important? Um, Humanity. Okay. So you have labor, right? And, you know, it is inextricably linked to human beings. Right. So if you're talking about a job, you, you really need to have a work opportunity that considers somebody's full humanity. Um, or at least, you know, fuller than we're, we're used to. Right. Well, what are, what are some of the components of a, a good job? And I know that to some degree that's still evolving in an ongoing discussion, but, but what are some things that have been identified as, as components of a quality job? Um, so I really like the National Fund for Workforce Solutions framework around this. 
um, they have you know four pillars of you know what makes up a good job, and they, it's essentially four categories, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily a single pillar for each. But you have your core things like, can you really have a good job if the wages are low? Chances are no. Right. Can you really have a good job if it's a dangerous workplace? Chances are no. But also, you know, you have um, the other three pillars around support. You have training opportunities and career advancement. Um, you have this idea of like having mentoring and coaching available to uh, staff at a workplace, either through peers or sponsors who are higher up. And then lastly, you have this idea of worker voice um, or worker power. And again, getting back to the idea that a workforce relationship has two entities involved, the worker and the employer. So making sure that both of those entities are well heard and um, feel relevant in that relationship. Interesting. So um, employers have had a way of doing business of, of hiring and maintaining a workforce. And I guess at some point recently, or, or maybe not, maybe this has been ongoing, but it's, it's started to break or not function um, the way they were used to. I guess part of that was around COVID um, when people were staying home from work and experiencing life in a different way. And then as they came back to work, perhaps they didn't feel as good about their jobs or recognize that they weren't meeting their needs. Um, how do we help employers change their way of interacting? You know, you mentioned worker voice, for instance. How do we help them to find a pathway to capturing worker voice, for instance? Oh, that's, that's the big question, Mike. <laughs> how do we do that? How might we best do that? Um, as a workforce intermediary or as you know, staff to a workforce intermediary like we are, I think that's a really tricky line for us to be walking. Um, like I said before, employers are experts in their own industries. So there's no way we're ever going to be able to say, well, if you change your operations by doing ABC, that's the key to accessing worker voice or you know, really being able to lift up your, um, your workforce in a way that's going to be beneficial for everyone, right? right. So what does it actually look like for Kentuckiana Works to be in that space? I think it really boils down to um, making resources available. So whether it's technical assistance that we um, post on our website or uh, make available to employers who are engaging with us on specific grants, um, or maybe it's something like making sure our service providers understand that worker voice is just as important as employer preferences in that job matching conversation. Um, and it's also around you know building a strong network of, of partners who understand that we, we need to right size the, the role of work in our lives mm-hmm. and everything that takes to, to get to work. So if we're thinking about um, scheduling, that's just all over the place and not really letting sure. somebody live their life. You know, if, if it was more predictable, even if it was still 
you know, you know, flexible. That's that's one thing. But you know, if if you have somebody who has to um, work, you know, opening. No, I said the wrong way. Closing and then opening shifts at a restaurant, then you know that's that's no real way to make sure you're getting the highest level of productivity out of that person, nor for that person to really be able to have um, a really engaged life outside of work either. Right. So I know a big part of what's in front of us still is, and what's being talked about at a national level is measuring and, and collecting data on quality jobs. And I know the uh, Gallup folks are uh, or have captured data around the cost of disengagement. So there is a real cost affiliated with uh, losing uh, employees who have been trained and invested in. So um, I, I know those are all conversations that are happening here at Kentucky Anna Works and, and brainstorming about how we can start A, defining quality jobs and B, measuring uh, and, and collecting data around quality jobs. So that's all in front of us still. Um, but if people want to learn more, if employers want to uh, get involved in retention, recruitment, and around a um, racial equity lens, around the quality job lens, what's, what's the best way for them to get engaged? Oh, wow. Um... So I feel like there's there's small scale engagement and large scale engagement on that, right? So uh, maybe the easiest first step is just ask your employees, like what's working for them? What's not working for them? Create a space where they feel comfortable giving candid answers. And that's, if you don't have that kind of workplace right now, it's not going to happen overnight. So just be prepared that it's going to be a bit of a long haul before you get to those candid answers. Um, but there's also that large scale engagement. So you mentioned racial equity. You know, we are dealing with decades and decades of, you know, public workforce policy that has reinforced some, you know, pretty serious uh, racial inequities and, you know, gender inequities for that matter in a lot sure. of roles. So really coming to terms with what that has done to our collective psyche around work. Um, you know, if you're thinking about unions, especially um, in the construction trades, historically, there has, you know, been a tradition of shutting people of color out of those union jobs, right? right. So it, unions are doing much better than they have been around that particular topic. But if we think about all of this, you know, generational trauma that has been built up um, through the years around work and access to a quality job and who has that access and, you know, how, you know, with the, whatever quota is, is in place around, you know, who can get into jobs and when and where, there's a lot we need to work through. So being really willing to own, each of us being able to own our part in that history and, you know, acting accordingly, like being, being humble about um, what progress there is to be made, um, who might have answers that we haven't considered before, and yeah, really just be willing to, to turn things on their head. Excellent. Well, of course, if uh, employers want to get in touch with Kentuckiana Works, uh, 
to help have these conversations and, and uh, participate in some of the sector groups and other activities we have going on, they can, of course, go to KentuckyAnnaWorks.org, and they can also find your name and my name uh, with our email addresses there, and, and we encourage people to reach out for more information. I thank you for your time today, Elise. My pleasure. Thank you. All righty. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to KW Conversations. Visit KentuckyAnnaWorks.org to find labor market data, resources for job seekers and employers, and much more.